All right, this is slightly less than 10 pints back from a little bit of a hiatus. I'm Blake Shelton and I'm joined here by Matt Whitehead. How is everyone doing today? It is Sunday, August 27th, 2017. Um, and Matt and, my, Matt and I have um, spent enough time having some beers and, and watching footy this weekend that we decided we want to definitely get back to a more regular um, podcasting routine and, and try and get things back to a, a once a week um, once a week status here. But, um, you know, you got to start somewhere, and we find ourselves here. So, but I will say this, Blake, and everyone listening, do not uphold us to this yet. This is still a thing that we're trying to do. <laughs> um, we're trying to do this once a week, but... Uh... Yeah, at this point, we're not even making any money on this it's a money it's a it's a hobby that we're we're hemorrhaging cash on so um you know don't don't hold us to strict regulations by any stretch i know we need to use more more money we need to save our money so we can go to the pub more often and spend more on uh our favorite beers you know that's words to live by words to live by everyone live by those words <laughs> save money on your podcast so you can get more drunk at your local pub Speaking of the pub, um, I think I made, so this weekend we, we went over yesterday, Matt and I did, um, the, the elusive two, two day or two trips in one day pub experience. Oh yeah. The go to the pub in the morning, take a little hiatus and then, uh, come back for your second round in the evening. Oh, it's, uh, I think that was the first time we've ever done that since we've been going to the pub. I've definitely done it. Okay, all right. Well, so that was that was my maiden voyage of the the two two show ups at the pub yesterday. So we started out. Um, we went over there yesterday um, for the twelve thirty match, which was Manchester United versus Leicester City. So um, I had to had to make sure I was doing some errands and be relatively productive. Matt had himself a hot date as well. So we just had a, a couple pints over there. I started off the day. Just, to three Smittics, which was fan fantastic. All right, Blake, that's where I gotta interrupt you right now. Why Smittics? Just why? I, I don't get it. I mean, it's I guess it's pretty good, but you're the only person I ever see drinking Smittics in there. You know, people usually go with their Stellas or their Guineas, but you, Smittics. Yeah. Why Smittics, huh? Um, I guess it's mostly because I'm a pretentious little shit. <laughs> I. Uh, I spent three days in Ireland when I was in college, so obviously I'm really, really into the culture. Um, but I think mostly it's just the fact that I like that I know how to pronounce Smittix, even though it's spelled Smithwicks. So uh, I get I get to show off uh, how cultured I am by ordering a Smittix every time. Uh, I can definitely I can side <laughs> with you on that one. I can understand. You know, it's well, like you have. Well, to... the the thing was they see see at the pub they they had Smittix when you first started taking me there. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll order a Smittix. And then um, they got rid of it for a little bit. And so I'm starting to go to the pub. I'm like, all right, they got rid of Smittix. That's kind of my go-to. So and the next most pretentious thing that I can do, I'm like, yeah, I like IPAs. I'm fresh out of college. Let me just, let me, let me order an IPA. And I quickly learned that ordering IPAs at the pub is the wrong move because it's, it's a stamina play. And if you're drinking 6.9% beers all day, you're just, you're just asking for failure. You really are, and I will say, you know, to all our thousands and thousands of listeners, uh, don't do IPAs as your drink of choice, you know. You gotta have your go-tos, but 
one, Blake kind of does his Smittics thing. Uh, for me, personally, I like to start with a couple Guinness. Yeah. Um, maybe two, three. To me, they're... All right, so, so all right, before we get into this, so... We we both had a stretch when we were we were doing the skunk beer rotation between like Stella or Carlsberg or Heineken. We you know we 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 tried to go down that route and we did it for a while. But in the maybe the last six months or so, you've become a Guinness guy. What's up with that? Yeah, and it used to be. Um I, there was also Hofbrau there, and Hofbrau was, you know... R.I.P. I, I quickly found out if I start with Stella, Carlsberg, or any kind of, like, those lager beers... And then your breath just smells like handle change the rest oh, of the day. Oh, that's not my problem. That's not my problem, Blake. I, you know, who... I really don't care how I Not, not exactly making any moves at the pub, huh? No, but I will say this. Um, you would just get so obliterated because it's drinking water. At least with Guinness... You kind there's some of, substance to it, right? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm partially an alcoholic, so you probably I can still chug Guinness, but it just goes down a lot slower than it does, say, a Stella, because or Carlsberg, and you yeah. just drink them, and then you're kind of ten deep, slightly, slightly <laughs> less than ten deep. Yeah. Come, to be fair, uh, like we've o'clock. been known to put in like an eight-hour pub shift, so it's not like we're getting these ten beers in over a two-match window. So um, there's there's some there's some marathon to what we're doing. So I think that's why you go for the the slow drinking, s- sort of you know sneaky low alcohol content beers because if you go too high, you're just asking for problems. You're asking for trouble, and then you got to worry about your shots. Blake and I. Uh, Two weekends ago, we had, or was it? No, it was, yes, two weekends ago, we had these green tea shots that our local bartender Sam made for us. They were fantastic, but Blake, at the end of the day, just asked how he got home. And I knew how I got <laughs> home. I Ubered home. I always Uber home. All right, rule slightly less than 10 pints, rule number one always Uber. We're, we're adults now. Just just bite the bullet and Uber every time. It's seven to ten bucks, and if not, you know, do what I do. I live in and, Durham now, <laughs> yeah. uh, so all our friends are old enough, so they all have guest rooms. Uh, thank you, Michael, for hosting me last night, by the way. It's called uh, maturity. <laughs> it's called maturity. Well, I don't know how mature I am. But. I think we're both on that struggle bus, too, and uh, maybe my girlfriend's taking a look at me after I put in that 10-hour shift a couple weekends ago that you're talking about. So Sam made us. Well, it was it was green tea shots. Green tea shots, yeah. I don't like green tea. Like green tea shots though. Fucking phenomenal. They're really great. I, I don't know what she put in it, but it tasted like green tea. Definitely wasn't green tea, but you do two of those plus all your pints. Um, Smittix and Guinness add up throughout the day. They um, add up. So that's what that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a it's a stamina game. You you don't want to go in there and blow your load. After three beers with three hopiums or something, then you, you have you you have cotton mouth the rest of the day. You don't want to get you don't want to get too excited. You look like a rookie. Is basically what rookie it is. pub move. Rookie pub is move. ordering IPAs for a full day shift. For a full day shift, and it's like, even then, you know, I, I'm not gonna order an IPA because I want to drink, you know, a traditional pub beer. You know, I, you gotta play the part. You all right, so all right, so you definitely it, you, all right. If you're broke and you're on a budget, but you're trying to get out with the lads, order a Bud Light, you know. I wouldn't order a Bud Light. I'd go with PBR, which 
Coincidentally, we are drinking right yeah, now. Wait, oh, yeah. Um, rule, new rule of thumb. Me and Matt want to make sure we let everybody know the drink of choice on all of our podcasts. So today, um, it's the Montreal versus Toronto FC. Ooh, Toronto's up two now. Um, I'm a Toronto supporter in the MLS because... Um, because mostly I'm looking for any excuse to have an attachment to a team from um, being from North Carolina and not having one close by. Um, so my girlfriend's got some family there. I've been there a couple times, and, and Matt's a Montreal supporter for um, reasons unknown. I went to Montreal, and I really like the city. I would highly suggest it. It's probably one of the best cities in North America, to be honest. Uh but, but that's what you have to do when you're from North Carolina <laughs> and you're trying to get into MLS. You're you're just grasping for straws to be. You really a fan. are. But I mean, like, actually, the first match I actually went to for and was my first MLS match ever was actually an Impact match, and it was Labor Day weekend, uh, 2015, and it actually was the first match that Didier Drogba had played in the MLS, and he bagged a hat trick right in front of my very eyes. Still hate Chelsea, but I guess Drogba's okay. Um, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Because, anyways, like I said, Matt and I try and we try and make the Montreal Toronto game a thing. So Matt came over today. Um, like we said, he just moved to Durham, but his entire social life is still in Raleigh. So I think he's been living out of his car for the past three days. But um, we're watching this this um, this derby right now. And uh, Matt, the, being the gentleman that he is, picked up a 12-pack of PBR on the way, and so we're working our way through that right now, you know, just to get that liquid courage up because, you know, we're not, we're not used to being podcasters yet, and it's not a regular thing yet. No, and, you know, nerves get the best of you, and sometimes you just need that, kind of that little liquid courage to kind of just have the words just flow off the tongue. And also the name being slightly less than 10 pints. You can't be, you can't have a name called slightly less than 10 pints and... Don't be wasted, you know, like way I was on the very first one. Um, don't want to be slurring as much, but, you know, having that little good little buzz kind of gets the gets the bants going and, and whatnot. And I think that's kind of the direction, you know, as we try and make this a more regular thing, it's kind of roughly the direction we're looking to go in is, you know, we've got a lot of friends who, who like soccer, but, you know, they don't have a group that they hang out with with a regular basis like we do. And, um Really what we're trying to provide is, you know, essentially barstool banter, sitting around the pub. You know, there's there's plenty of opportunities for you to go find high-level analysis and, and you know, really in-depth um, thinking on soccer. And, and, and I don't think that's what really we're best suited to do. So we're just looking to provide some bants, generally talk about soccer, talk about the pub culture, bring in Taga, bring in FIFA, and, and you know, just generally have a little bit of fun with a few beers. Yeah, definitely, you know, kind of go over, like, a few topics. Uh, as Blake says, you know, you can go anywhere else for someone who dissects every match of the weekend and goes into the intricacies of that. But, you know, what we want to do is, we, you know, we'll pick a couple topics, go into it, add a bit of banter, teach you what we think is right for American pub culture, you know, kind of give you guys a little bit of the reins if uh, you have – your own opinion or maybe you have something to say or recommend something for us for to even try you know you can always hit us up on twitter instagram or you can email us which blake can you provide those three things for us please so twitter is probably where you've got the best chance of getting a response from because you know we're just getting flooded with messages all the time twitter is at sl10p 
Um, Instagram, Kenny, Kenny, our, our buddy Kenny runs that one. He's, he's one of the artists of the group along with Matt. That's slightly less than 10 pints, 10 spelled out, so it's quite a long one there. And then the email is um, slightly less than at gmail.com. But like I said, probably got the best chance of a response via Twitter, although maybe one in 10 people actually use that social media app right now. Uh, we had a conversation earlier. Uh, everyone should use Twitter. It is phenomenal. Uh, we all know Instagram is a huge one with people. That's kind of like for like a visual reason. So not only are all of us here Instagram doesn't it doesn't lend to the bands. It doesn't lend to the bands, but you know, with with Instagram, I think it's a it's a good representation of kind of like where we're at. You know, we're just a bunch of kind of, you know. Guys in our mid-twenties, our whole group slightly less, you know, it kind of gives us like our fashion sense, our kind of, we're really into it, you know, wear kits, cool kits, uh, you know, bring footy, footy, good, how do you bring a footy, how do you bring footy culture into the U.S. and how do you bring it on a daily basis, dress the way, play the part, whatever it is, kind of get into it. So speaking of how we wear kits, um, like we alluded to earlier in the podcast, Matt and I did the elusive two pub stop day yesterday, but the first one double pubber, double pubber. Whoa! All right, that's that's <laughs> vocabulary that needs to be added to double the to, to the to the rotation. But so it was uh, Manchester United versus Leicester yesterday at twelve thirty. Matt being a Manchester United fan, me being an Everton supporter. Everton didn't play until today, which is Sunday. But you know, I'm always looking for a reason to get out to the pub. So yesterday I was getting dressed, you know, got to look sharp, of course, but I had questions about whether or not I should wear my Everton kit knowing they weren't playing that day or, you know, what do I, what, what do I go with? And ultimately I ended up going with black and gray, which is probably the most neutral thing you can do. That's only because I couldn't find a blue t-shirt to support Lester, but what Matt, all right, so you're, you, you've been doing this for a lot longer than me. Rules on wearing your club you know, the club you supports gear not on a game day. Uh, I chickened out, so I don't uh, know the answer. I'm looking. I'm looking for advice. That's a tough one. Uh, typically, in my opinion, don't wear your kit if they're not playing that day. Um, I, I have gotten caught where I do have um, these track pants, my Adidas track pants that actually have the United logo on them. So I have worn those on non-match days. Uh, so, so I'm being a little bit kind of hypocritical. You know? uh, <laughs> All right. So you don't want a full kit wanker no, on a non-match. Would well, never full kit wanker. Just don't. Well, don't. Don't wear the. Um, uh, All right. So don't what, wear them. So, but I, I will say this. So I, what if I, I have stopped? I have stopped wearing my. Uh, I have stopped wearing my United track pants a little bit more because it's also they are summertime. Actually, well, they were bought by my ex, so uh, well. <laughs> so you kind of hey, you, like, you, you kind of push them back. All right, ex or the club you've supported since boyhood. I think I think Manchester United wins out, and you're just gonna have to deal uh, with it. True, I still wear them. Like that was actually a really good gift from her. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, yeah. so all right. If, imagine if I walk in yesterday and I'm wearing my fresh Yannick Bolasie kit. Even though, A, he's injured, so that's a little embarrassing on that. But, all right, you know, Everton wasn't playing. I walk into a pub, and 
and I'm I'm kitted up. What, like, what would your reaction have been? Would you would you have been like, um, how about you sit over there, or would you would welcome me with open arms? Uh, to be honest, I kind of thought you were a bit of a melt. To be uh. <laughs> I, I honestly would be like, oh, look at this fucking you know, look at this. All right, look so, at this plunker over there. Like, yeah. So so we've got a group chat going, and um, and if if always Uber is rule number one, rule number two about being. Uh, an American soccer fan in your mid twenties is, is get a group chat going with your with your buddies who are at a similar level of interest to you. You don't want to you don't want to group chat. You know if you're just trying to get involved, you don't want to group chat and just get overwhelmed with with people who send a couple hundred messages a day. Not not naming any names, Matt. But well, you, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can honestly, to be to be fair, you can put it on do not disturb. Uh, that's, that's fair. One key. One key, key, key thing for having a group chat with your lads and or lattice, you know, you can <laughs> obviously include the lattices in uh, in the group chat if they're willing. <laughs> but just don't. Rule number one, and the only really rule about a group chat is just don't have a fucking Android user in your group chat. Um, we we did have one. We kicked him out. It was the best thing we've ever done. Uh, his name is Jake. I think he's still alive. We don't really know because he's kind of dead to us. I think he Snapchats us sometimes and he tries to, you know, feel like he's part of the group. But I seem to remember <laughs> roughly who you're talking about, but he's dead to me. So yeah. there, there's memories coming up. I think he shows up every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think he lives in Charlotte now. So it's like he's an Android user in Charlotte. So not only is he an Android user, he also lives you're checking in a like, shite city as you're well. You're checking two of the three boxes of like, all right, do I want to be able to hang out with this person? Do they live in a cool city? No. Do they use an iPhone? Nope. You're struggling. You're struggling. You gotta you gotta surround yourself with people. One iPhone users. <laughs> also, by the way, if we are trying to grow this podcast, um, Charlotte is only not cool. If your name is Jake, Jake Pecorero, we don't we don't want to alienate our, our Charlotte uh, our Charlotte um, folk out there. So um, if you're anybody not named Jake, Charlotte's great. Um, but if you are Jake, wow, what a horrible mistake! <laughs> actually, I went to Charlotte a few weekends ago, and I actually visited him. I had a great time. You know, he took. I do hear. I do. They. I hear they've got like a cool. Um, French Quarter area, which we, we should take. We, we should went. take. That's a, where we went. We, we went, should take we went a, a pub. I mean, we should do that. I mean, sometime. it's no London Bridge, but you know, it's a, it's a good pub. Is area. it ever gonna be? Is it, it ever gonna be? I won't. It will not. Um, but all right, I'll 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 just rewind real quick with the kit thing. Uh, honestly, just pick a different kit. Like, just wear another kit. You don't have to wear you know your team's kit that day. I think you know that's a, that's a bit of a kind of a rookie move. You know. If you saw a guy drinking an IPA and a kit, you know, of his favorite team, and they're not playing that day, you know, but you know, you can wear a kit. Yeah, I'm just uh, just pick something different. Wear a U.S. national team kit. You know, international you, kits always, always, always kosher. Is that the rule? Yeah, you know, you can wear an international kit, and typically, I, I, you can't go wrong with just wearing a U.S. national kit. You can it, rule rule three potentially. <laughs> Always okay to wear a U.S. men's national team jersey, and speaking speaking, <laughs> speaking of U.S. Of, yeah, yeah speaking so, of. so like like I said, Matt and I are watching this uh, Montreal Toronto derby right now. Um, derby and uh, at halftime, the U.S. men's national team 
roster for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers was announced. Christian Pulisic, uh, American legend and hero and also savior, um, of course, named. Uh, and hey, what did you say on your on your podcast, U.S. Soccer Rundown? Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. All right. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll introduce uh, also Blake, not only just multi-talented lad, uh, not only does he do this oh, podcast, shucks. he also has another podcast called U.S. Soccer Rundown, which uh, it, it kind of, it falls under the slightly umbrella. Uh, well, if he wants, it's his, so it's, it's up to him, you know, in the long run. I'm just run. trying to get as many viewers as possible, so for the business decision, I think that's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to change your logo, because your logo right now looks like shite. I well, you were in Asia, and I wanted to get going, so Google Draw was the best option I had. Also, another reason this kind of podcast got a little bit slow for a minute, I was in Asia for a work business trip, uh, and we had technical difficulties uh, being half a day ahead. Uh, trying to do that, so, so you can see how horrendous Matt's work ethic is. He wasn't willing to. He wasn't. He wasn't willing to put the team on his back. You might say didn't put the team on his back. No. So but, we were talking about. We were well, talk- well, 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 it's U.S. soccer rundown. You know, Blake, give me, give me kind of just a very quick overview of why. You know, why would one listen to U.S. soccer rundown? Um, a. Because I wanted any excuse whatsoever to talk about U.S. soccer, because all you Euro snobs won't indulge me, and all my all of my messages to the the group chat that I just talked up, uh, they go unanswered. So I needed I need to have a, an outlet there. But ultimately, what I'm trying to do is just anybody who's interested in having um, a general idea of what's going on in U.S. soccer. Um, just the, hitting the high notes. You can give me twenty minutes every couple or every couple weeks, and you'll be able to at least um, tag along in some banter around the around the bar with your boys. So you, you'll know enough to be dangerous. And um, I think that I think that's what a lot of soccer fans, either or either general sport fans, wish they knew a little, knew a little bit more about the U.S. soccer team, or hardcore soccer fans being like, man, I should follow them a little bit more. So I think it, I think it's got a, if it were a Venn diagram, it hits a, it hits a lot of bubbles. It does. And I, I listened to it. It's, qu- it's quite enjoyable. A uh, couple takeaways from it. I think Blake kind of just needs to liven up a little bit. I, but then again, you know, being by yourself, it's kind of hard to, you know, be lively. And Blake's got the bands. He's, he's a very good banter. <laughs> I love it. He, he's great. But, like, you know, when he was talking, one of the things that was hilarious to me was uh, halfway through the halfway through the show he started going <laughs> I can't even fucking say it man um, with us can you can you actually just say it over the over the mic for everyone right now I have no idea what you're referring the to the alert pool sick alert pool sick alert pool sick alert so I've got this I've got this audio program and it's got like five uh, the way I record my podcast is, is is through Audacity, and Audacity has like five effects you can throw in your voice. And in an effort to make it sound like it was coming over a loudspeaker, I just threw all of them on it, and it sounds ridiculous. Um, but you know that's what that's the kind of a creative freedom you can do when you've got twelve listeners. So well, it was hilarious, and then he follows it up with a, a great joke. You know about Pulisic. It was fantastic. It was a great subtle joke about Pulisic. But my only problem was his delivery. So hopefully Blake will work on his delivery, and it, it, it could have sucked, but he just said it so monotone and so boring, I, I had to throw it back at him that I thought, 
it, it was it was a bit dry. Uh, but uh, now that we're kind of on him himself, you know. So we, Blake's... we do have a we have a general idea of one of the things we want to talk about, and yeah. and, the, and his uh, his club career is one of them. Matt and I have differing differing opinions there, to say the least. So, uh, but little background is uh, Blake loves this little boy. Um, top lad. Top lad. Uh, so we, we all know Blake is about the youth. He likes, uh, he likes the young boys, as we like to say. Um, uh, won't go too. And we can't joke too much. I don't want to get Blake arrested for, like, uh, being a pedo, but. He's 18 now. <laughs> he is 18. He's 18. So, uh. But uh, he, he's quite some player. Um, some of you may have heard of him, as if you listen to U.S. Soccer Rundown, you're apparently the best player in the world above Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, um, yeah sounds about that's right. That's the poor delivery that he had, was um, trying to announce. Was, was that better. the joke that you thought? Yeah, that was the oh, joke. I was, I was being serious about that. Well, you, <laughs> well it, was, it was so bad. <laughs> was oh, yeah, yeah, I was being, dead. Hey, I was being well, deadass. All right, well, in America, you know, as we know, only things that in America actually exist. So to me, uh, well, to Blake, uh, I assume that Kristen Pulisic is the only living soccer player alive. So, but... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Well, speaking of him, uh, let's... Uh, yeah, we, roll, we do have a couple in. of ideas that we at least want to address besides just classic pub banter. But <clears throat> all right, so Matt, really quick rundown: uh, Usman Dembele, young French twenty-year-old winger, um, was just purchased from Borussia Dortmund, which is Christian Pulisic, American legend, um, club team, as a Neymar replacement with the two hundred twenty million dollars that. Uh, Barcelona got from PSG. I think they used about 120. Uh, I, I know we said we were going to use pounds on this show, but I'm American, damn it. So it was, it was somewhere in the 120, 150 million dollar range uh, for Usman Dembele, and that essentially opens up um, the or it, it takes away one one person who Pulisic was competing with to get on the field at Dortmund, and me being the uh, ultimate optimist think that this is great for his career he's gonna you know have one less person to jump to get on the field and he's going to be playing at one of the top 12 or 15 clubs in the world with regularity which certainly helps us in a world cup year it does blake but at the same time this is where blake and i differ <clears throat> i don't think the time was actually perfect for dembele to leave dortmund in a Pulisic sense because Pulisic being eighteen, I he I would is be eighteen. He is eighteen. <laughs> he's he's at least eighteen he's, now. He's eighteen, but I would be worried about burnout. And you know, Blake, he obviously, he obviously has some talent. He's obviously a talented player, and you want to see him play week in week out for Dortmund. But you know, being that kind of young, you you see it with younger players, and it really is. You don't want someone to experience burnout, and you, your body doesn't recover as fast when you're that young. There's too much pressure on you, and he, he, he does do well, but having someone like ben, uh, Dembele, it gives him... Let him take all the pressure. Well, yeah, you let him take the pressure. You let Pulisic have someone ahead of him that he is trying to be, trying to compete with. Trying to be better than uh, see, and replace. See, see this, this is another argument that we have. Like, like Christian Pulisic fighting for game time with 
with Marco Royce, who was the FIFA 17 cover boy, with Andre Schirler, who's a German Germany World Cup winning vet, and and Shinji Kagawa, who you know a little bit about, have being a Manchester United fan, and then uh, Mario Goza, who hit the the game winner in the 2014 World Cup. Like he's not he's not competing against slouches to get on the field, and surely they're going to have some sort of rotation with those guys. They will have some rotation, but if you look at one, this is where I, I was arguing. Obviously, Pulisic plays more on the wings for Dortmund than he does centrally for uh, the U.S. men's yeah, national so team. Yeah, so for Dortmund, he does play on either the left or the right. But, but so, for to the me, US, that cancels out Kagawa because Kagawa plays centrally. Occasionally, uh, he'll play wide. But <clears> occasionally. Point taken, point taken. Royce is made of glass. He is. FIFA cover boy, though. He's Come on. FIFA, yeah, <laughs> but he's made of glass, unfortunately, and that is a really sad, you know, it, it, it's really heartbreaking to see him just has been out so long, you know, over his career. And yeah, obviously he's missed, like, so, every major tournament, which is so, so But then you, you, you get a point where maybe you're relying on, and then Sherla, uh, okay, Sherla's good, but I... Uh, he's, he, to be fair, you know, despite me making this argument, he has dealt... <clears throat> Oh shit! <laughs> PBRs. Uh, he has dealt with uh, a couple of injuries in, in the past year or so. That Pulisic has been a thing. So, so you could get to the point where you are relying on an 18-year-old for, and he will be playing in Champions League. He'll be playing in the Bundesliga, and uh, but another all competitions, and you risk the chance of an 18-year-old playing an entire season. And there, there really is. You, you can burn out. Especially you can. That age. You can burn out. I, I agree 1,000% that that's a very real fear. But but for me, Pulisic is like, a, he is the one player on Dortmund right now that's like a, a money ticket for them. So like, I, I would have to think that they don't want to burn him out for fear that his value will go down. They want to keep him fresh enough to where Liverpool comes in with an enormous bid to Klopp wants to reunite with him next year. So, like, but, do, do, don't you think that his club, who actually, like, you know, the United States would wear him to a pulp because they're not paying any wages and they're not, like, he's just, you know, one of our own. But Borussia Dortmund has a financial investment in him to where, like, they're probably going to sell him in the next two or three years. And they don't want to burn him to the point where he's Julian Green. You know, they, they want to sell him at his peak. Fair, but you don't know how the course of a season goes. And if you don't have anyone in front of him where you can rotate him in, you know, comfortably, kind of like where Dembele was, and you could rotate him in and switch in between. So he so he was a guy who made, like, I think I, I heard the another stat sometime last week. He made, like, 19 appearances or something like that. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Most of them were off the bench. Okay, so he goes from being a guy who comes off the bench to being a guy who starts most of the games and gets subbed out, hopefully. So I'm thinking maybe this is just the optimist in me hoping that Borussia Dortmund doesn't burn him to the ground, but I have to think that they have some sort of financial investment and incentive to make sure that he's at the top of his game over the next two or three years so they can sell him for an enormous, enormous amount of money. Of course, and I, I, I do I do agree, but I'm gonna right now I'm gonna take you a little bit back before your footy watching times, Blake. Uh, okay, fair enough. Drop some knowledge. Let's hear it. Just big so, old knowledge bomb. Let's see it. You know of a player, a certain you you've had to have heard of him, right? His name is Michael Owen. I've heard of Michael Owen. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do know so a you thing know or two who about Michael him. Owen. Is and Michael Owen, in his 
heyday, Liverpool, young. And to me, he's the perfect example of kind of like where you're at with a... Hell of a goal in the World Cup, too, at yeah. like 18. 18. Julian 90, Green. 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you burst onto the scene, 18-year-old. You're phenomenal. You're playing for England. You're, you know, you're playing for one of the top Premier League sides. and But you're playing week in, week out. And eventually it just wears and tears on your body. And <clears throat> him, like Royce, has had a very sad, had a very sad career in the sense of he was perpetually injured and people say like people are susceptible to it but sometimes you just win when you're played at that rate like owen was when he was a kid over and over and over again your body just wears down and doesn't have time to recuperate and that's what i've actually had a fear of being a united fan with Rashford. Rashford. Well, luckily, luckily it appears to us to the Marshy off show right now but yeah. point taken point taken so we because wouldn't how how devastated viewers how devastated would Blake be that Blake's favorite little boy <laughs> favorite little boy just burned out way too quickly? I mean, can you think? So, of- so to be to, not to plug U.S. Soccer Rundown again, but like in episode two or three, I did like a, a Americans Abroad <clears throat> and about Christian Pulisic. I said if he's injured for this upcoming World Cup, we have absolutely no backup plan whatsoever so so now you're kind of scaring the shit out of me about the the idea that maybe they do run him down over the course of this year what in what like three competitions they're in the champions league they're obviously in the bundesliga and dfp pokal is what they the Deutsche Pokel. yeah whatever Deutsche whatever Pokel. it is i don't know so, we'll, we'll ask michael how to pronounce that he speaks a little bit of german um he he like played with little German boys when he was when he was a nanny. This is getting to be a dangerous podcast. I don't know if iTunes would have approved this had we submitted this as our first episode. Oh man! All right. Well, let's just for the for the for everyone you know our our ten followers mainly everyone in our group chat. Yeah. Uh, we are not pedophiles, uh, but it, it's just it's kind of some good bants. Speaking. At- Speaking of pedophiles, <laughs> what, what, we can't get over this I know, subject. I know, I know, I know. But this is funny. Is. So, Tom Davies, Everton hero. Um, I'm an Everton supporter. Tom Davies, you should, you should, you know, have your eye on him as an England, England supporter. So, uh, there's this phenomenal video of him when he broke into the Everton first team last year. Um, him walking through the. Um, the the locker room i think it's like joel the everton keepers instagram or snapchat story and <laughs> tom oh, davies tom davies is walking through the uh, the locker room and uh he's just getting ragged on by all of these dudes who are like in their mid-20s early 30s and um kevin morales comes up to him and starts chatting shit at him and he's like you're being a pedophile i'm only 18 you're only 18 i'm only 18 and uh <laughs> Kevin Kevin Morales, who looks like he's on the way out of Everton, I'll miss you. He's like, what the fucking haircut is that? You, you look like a chicken lad. And, ah, uh, oh, man, that was my pedophile joke. So, sorry for going off on a tangent there. Good bands, but, good but we said that's what this podcast was going to be about, random bands. Yeah, so, uh, I think I need another beer. I've got a little bit of one, so Matt, you go get me and you a beer, and I'll I'll keep it holding down over here on the on the microphone. That sounds good. Or game changer, we just pause the recording. We could, because I also have to use the bathroom pretty pretty badly. I can't I can't hold us I out for take that. Take a piss out. <laughs> piss out. 
All right, so you guys don't realize it, but actually we've already done our mini-fridge mini run and Matt's already gone to the bathroom, so that's the power of editing, which I'm learning as this hobby continues to grow. Um, Matt, did you, uh, in your trip to the bathroom, did you have any um, awe-inspiring or epiphany thoughts or anything along those lines? I, I did, and it's actually, it's okay. been a thought that's actually kind of been brewing over the whole weekend. Right, I'm kind of curious about this now, all right. I didn't, didn't, didn't anticipate that. It's actually been quite upsetting, to be honest, and uh, the fact that you haven't noticed. You're usually a one who pays attention to detail and, you know, overall top-notch lad, you know, top lad, you know. Top you, lad. I yeah. would say out of the slightly group, you are, you know, the toppest of top lads. God, man, um, I, I might just have to take a break and cry in the corner for a second that's so that's so heartwarming but uh but in fact blake was not a top lad this weekend we had as a, we discussed mm -hmm. we had a a double pubber and he had double the chances to uh repay me in a pint oh. for a <laughs> drunk theory i had and i oh. wish i wish i wish we had the recording for it but but as we said already, Matt moved to Durham despite his entire social life being in uh, in Raleigh, and uh, he's been living out of his car for the weekend. So I left my laptop, which the recording is, but Blake, can you fill me in why you owe me a pint? Oh, so I seem to mostly only remember the part where you said that if Lukaku or... I already gave it away. I, I thought I, I seem to only remember the part where you said Ibrahimovic will be the U new Manchester United number nine, which he is not. Um, but at the same time, I think I mentioned something about how I thought Zlatan Ibrahimovic oh, was going to MLS, and uh, you called that he was coming back to United. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah. So you know, I, famously, famously, words once spoken was saying if uh, if the number nine kit was not was not taken by Lukaku. Uh, that Ibrahimovic was definitely coming, and then I definitely said scratch that. But it appears that uh, United have a new number ten. The uh, the God Himself is back. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan with that new ten. I like that. Zlatan. That's good. All right, that's um, a good hashtag. As, as as he said, you know, famous words from a famous man. Uh, and never left. I just upgraded my number. Yeah, he just had to get Rooney, Everton hero, out of there so he could wear the number ten shirt. So, uh, so yes, six foot five, hard as fuck. He gets us Reds excited. Oh, jeez. Stick your city up your ass, cause we are, Man United. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, I do. I do owe you a pint. All right. So if anybody didn't hear that as I mumbled, mumbled it under my breath, uh, Matt had. Uh, the side of Zlatan returning to Manchester United as his next club, and I said he was coming to MLS, specifically LAFC, which I still believe in. I might be willing to do. All right, actually, pint bet. Next club for Zlatan, uh, LAFC. Three, three, one now. Oh. Giovinco again. Giovinco, what a lad. But anyways, what do you think about that? Zlatan to I don't LAFC. Oh man, that's like to be honest. That that one is more of a. And, and the reason I think that... So, okay. so are we saying MLS, or are we saying uh, he goes to... Or he just goes to the MLS? I'll take or he goes one of LAFC. the LA clubs. How about that? All I'll right, give one you. of the LA clubs. You know what? 
for shits and giggles, we'll do it. We'll do it on our pint back tracker All because right, I've yeah. already won one. I'm willing to do this again because guess what? If United do win some shit with him this year, you never know. He could stay for another. Okay. Season. All right. So my bet, my side to to confirm, Zlatan's next club will be either the LA Galaxy or LAFC. You think he'll be at Manchester United. Or you really get the field. He could go anywhere besides I'll those. take the field. Okay. I'll take the field. Yeah, that's, that's probably smart. This is us oh, shaking. You probably heard that over, heard that. <laughs> over the microphone. Heard that over the microphone. So, um, but, uh, so no, it's great. I don't know. I, I may have a snake bite, kind of switch it up uh, a bit different. We'll get into snake bites and other publi drinks on another Future episode. episodes. Future um, episodes. That's a, that could be a whole episode in itself. You never know. Yeah. But, uh. So yeah, Blake. Well, this was actually uh, another thing on our topic was uh, was, was Zlatan. Yeah. Uh, you obviously once again. I, I, I think it's just natural that Blake and I actually oppose to a lot of shit. Yeah, we do. So it somewhat works. The perennial optimist versus the perennial pessimist. So yeah, I'm a bit like more of like the glass half empty. Well, well, and this the this roles are reversed here. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're me, right, you're right. me being an Everton supporter and also a little little sneak peek into my life I went to NC State so any like the the teams that I've supported my entire life they're not big enough for anybody to ever willingly want to come off the bench and to me I just anytime I hear about like two strikers who are both big names uh Romelu Lukaku was I don't know he a hundred million pounds this summer if you add in with add-ons and Wayne Rooney so he was an expensive transfer and then Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who posted a picture announcing his, his re-signing, uh, comparing himself to Jesus Christ. So both of those guys are expected to be big, you know, both of those guys think highly of themselves. So, so you think... You, you if, think if it were Everton, no one would be comfortable coming off the bench in this situation. Yeah. But I just can't... I mean, like... Is, do, does Manchester United switch to a two-striker formation? Do they keep doing with the four-two-three-one, which they're shredding the Premier League through three games with? Do I mean you know more about this than I do? I just I just cannot see for everything I know about Zlatan him comfortable being a thirty-minute guy off the bench, and I also don't see Lukaku being like, yeah, sure, pull me off in, at the sixty-minute mark. You know and. And both of What's, those guys are they're strikers. Like they you are, can't play them on the wing. You're right. You're right, Blake. I, I I get where you're coming from. And once again, I don't hang out at Carrington, uh, which is the Old Trafford uh, training complex. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I am not an expert. I am just a 26 year old guy who goes to the pub sometimes. I hang out with other 26 old people. I got a Twitter account. It's yeah. great. Um, I listen to you know. I listen to some music. I kind of hang out. I you know. I have a job. I didn't. We <laughs> all do that. Those are those are the most generic things yeah, I've ever heard. What I was saying right, is, so, I, I so don't, where is your expertise? I, I, I I'm no expert, but you you you've kind of you know watching the game over the years. You you can kind of feel things out and maybe you, you have your assumptions and we're all kind of blind and all right, so what, what not. But my, my point is this, you know, Zlatan, what, 35 going on 36. He's, he's kind of 17 tailing. goals in the Premier League last year and what, 28 appearances? Nerd alert, I'm sorry, but yeah, like but, he was phenomenal. He, I don't think he's like, yeah, I took that much of a step down to where, to where I'm a, a couple appearances 
uh, as a substitute kind of guy. So do you switch to a, a two-striker formation and, and go back to the the early 2000s, mid-90s with the 4-4-2? Like, that I mean, doesn't seem like Jose Mourinho. I mean, Blake, you being an Everton fan, you may not notice that, like, you know, you, there's multiple competitions. Oh, can come <laughs> off it, mate. Come off it. Uh, so, shoot, 4-1. It, uh, was it a was no. it Jamaica four one or was that just a highlight of man of the match? Uh, man, Probably whatever. All right, we're getting Sebastian Jamaica, best player in the MLS. Yeah. But you know, um, the season's a long season. You have many different kind of teams you play. You play in Europe. You play in uh, you know FA Cup. You got the the most prestigious. Um, I believe it. It changed from the Capital One Cup. Yeah, it's something new this it's year. Like the Carborough Cup or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not Carborough because Carborough is a city right next to us. But uh, I'm just going to call it the Carborough Cup. It's something that starts with a C and no one cares about a cup. No, but it's a very important one. It's probably more important than any other trophy. Okay, so still, Zlatan's not comfortable being a cup specialist. He's not a cup specialist, but if he... if if he But comes you also off, just paid $100 million for Lukaku, so you're not starting him... Every other game, like, how does this work? Is yeah, but there is a thing called squad rotation, and you have to go throughout a whole season where maybe there are some games where they play together, and you play a three-five-two or Speaking with both of, of them, yeah. and maybe you know maybe that's against uh, you know a big team like uh, the Stokes of the world. Is, um, is Zlatan playing, good maybe enough? Maybe Zlatan is more of that hold. Yeah, maybe is, Zlatan is he plays good enough more. as a distributor as he gets older? I mean, he I know he has a tendency to drop back. Like, can he maybe not only be Lukaku squad rotation one game, but can he also play underneath Lukaku like where Mkhitaryan's playing right now? Is he good enough for that? I don't know. Like, can I think he has a skill. the The only problem I would have with Zlatan is his speed has slowed down considerably over you know the past few years and but he still brings an important asset and I think he knows that we're going to talk about burnout. You can burn out as an 18-year-old but you can also burn out as a 35-year-old. I I I I I hope because he's so entertaining to watch like I hope that he continues to be a presence in the Premier League. But I just I have such a hard time believing that a guy who who posted a picture comparing himself to Jesus Christ, I think he was arm wrestling. There was a he Twitter was arm poll, wrestling. Uh, arm, arm wrestling, wrestling with the devil. devil, is like, yeah, I'll I'll be a bit part player. I'll be a role player. I think he realizes being at this age that especially well, he was when, so especially good. He was, he was he last was. year. Like but, it's not like this injury is, and he's posting all these videos of like him kicking boxing bags and shit and being like, what leg is it that's hurt? Like, he doesn't think he's taking a step back. He thinks he's just as good as he was last year. Yeah, of course he thinks he's as good as he is, but he realizes after getting a serious injury that last year, he realizes he can't go week in, week out playing 90 minutes after 90 minutes after 90 minutes and do all that. I think in his head he realizes this is his shot at possibly winning the Premier League title possibly a Champions League, fingers crossed, you know, um, and winning, you know, some other trophies and going out with a bang and becoming a club legend. And I think he will never be considered a bit part player because he will play an important role over I saw, the season. Or I listened today and watching the Everton-Chelsea match. Some folks were comparing him to Drogba's second stint with Chelsea where he made 20... Nerd alert, damn it, all right. 
I'm just regurgitating facts here, but he made like he made like 20 appearances with three goals, which is a horrendous return. But people were comparing Zlatan to you know he's a good locker room presence. Zlatan is not signing up to be a locker room presence. That dude thinks the world of himself. He does, but I think he cares a lot. And I, I realize I'm cares. making the same he, statement exactly, over and over. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he cares, and that's like one of those where it's like I think he cares about the team. I obviously has a good relationship with a lot of the players there, and they they seem to love him. You know, once I said I don't fucking hang out in the locker room there, even though I wish I could. I don't know. It'd be kind of neat. But you, he obviously has a good relationship with Pogba. They're great friends. He's a great locker room presence. He's, he's great for people like Rashford and Martial because it's someone to look up to, someone to be there. And as much as people think, Zlatan is an egotistical person, which he, he does have a huge ego. I think he knows his place, and I think he's quite a decently humble kind of guy that is willing to realize at this age he may not play every single minute, every single match, but he feels like he can have an outlasting impact and influence a title-winning season with United. Um, and if he won this year... He would only have lost the league in the past to a man named Antonio Conte. Fun fact, by the way. He is only nerd alert. A, nerd alert. <laughs> nerd alert. Uh, over the past few years, the only person to kind of defeat Zlatan. It's not his, kind of. It's an all or nothing thing. It is the only guy to defeat. The him. only guy over his crazy record, I don't really know what it is off the top of my head, but of winning the league consecutively is he's only lost to Antonio Conte, I think, since like 2003. Um, he lost when, uh, mm. I believe he was playing at either Inter or AC Milan, and Conte mm. was the, it may have been Inter, and Conte was the manager of Juventus, was when he lost the league, and uh, obviously last season. Uh, was uh, was Chelsea's winning? So. Yeah, you guys looked really good down there in sixth, the 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 worst of the big clubs. But hey man, I like that number. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool number. <laughs> that is what I wore in high school baseball, so I can't argue that. Hey. But anyway, so we're at, we're at fifty minutes. That was pretty much the the couple of topics mm -hmm. that we wanted to cover. I'm sure Matt and I are vibing so much right now that we might just roll into U.S. Soccer Rundown to keep it moving. But yeah, man, we're we're, we're having fun right now. I'm enjoying this. This is it's pretty bands. fun. It's it, bands. It's bands. So you, you know what to look for in us. Uh, I know there's only probably like ten people right now. Uh, mainly our awesome friend group and. Uh, you guys didn't see this, but I just pointed at the microphone pints. as yeah, if it so. were you guys. It was. Yeah, hopefully we'll get... Tell your friends about it. You know, our 10 friends. Tell your other 10 friends or whoever. You tell um, your 10 friends, one of them will listen. Then we'll be to 11. Yeah, we'll be to 11. <laughs> you know, we want slightly more than 10 people. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's the slightly first time... Less than 10 beers, slightly more than 10 listeners. So, but, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to have fun. We're going to try to keep this on a consistent basis for you all. Uh, kind of hone in on some fun stuff, kind of teach you all about what we may think and what our friends think of pub culture, uh, touch on a few subjects, kind of, you know, bit of bands, bring in kind of a casual aspect to it. You know, one day hopefully we'll be the, the full-time analysis and geniuses that you all see on TV. Um, not really because they're all fucking stupid anyway. Uh, but we're really good 
at drinking beer and telling stories about it. It is, and it's fun. We'll tell you more about Slightly Less. We'll bring in, you know, our friends from time to time. Hopefully more of them can come on a regular basis, you know, have some, uh, have some interviews. Tell them, explain their story, uh, kind of teach you, like, what we think is uh, right to wear, what not right to wear, uh, what to drink, what not to You drink. heard the rules. Always down for a U.S. Men's National Team jersey. It is, and... I already am thinking of the next topic next week about uh, kind of just next week we'll touch on this and it's just how do you act at the pub when your team loses a match? Oh yeah, good stuff. All right, All that, right. that's a good tease. So um, one more time, Twitter at sl ten the numeric digits one zero p so sl ten p Instagram Kenny Kenny is the, the man running that show. Uh, at slightly less than 10 pints and the 10 and that one is spelled out i'll say that one that one's a really good fashion look into everything kenny's got a little bit of style about him you might say kenny's got a lot of style kenny's got some mad style kenny kenny you look good bro you look good bro you know i I saw you got that huge supreme drop you know a lot of supreme stuff so yeah um but kenny keeps it kenny keeps it real on the slightly less than 10 pints instagram uh, we love it. It's a very good visual, very cool kits, like a lot of stuff that you don't see, and it could inspire you. That's how you dress. That's how you should dress in the pub. Follow that. That's that's what you should do. But if your team's playing that day, if your team's not playing that day, don't wear your fucking kit, you wanker. <laughs> All right, and then Gmail, which we almost certainly won't respond to, but you know, if you want to be that guy, it's slightly less than at gmail.com. Uh, this is Blake Shelton, Matt Whitehead, signing off. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up a second, Blake. We almost forgot, speaking of Kenny uh, and Remy, well, Remy's another one, but we forgot about the wanker of the week. Oh, we nice to, addition this. to the podcast from those guys. Okay. Oh, we can't forget about wanker of the week. We cannot think of Especially because Blake and I, once again, have two, well, we've brought up two very, very decent cases for Wanker of the Week. Uh, At the end point, I think we both agree on who the Wanker of the Week is, but uh, we do have two solid choices. Can you give us our nominees this week, Blake? For me, so uh, it's got to be Mike Dean, who was the referee who... Decided to make the entire Bournemouth Manchester City match entirely about him, um, and and he let he, he originally decided to go for five minutes of stoppage time, and my guy on my target team Raheem Sterling puts a goal in uh, to win in the 98th minute, so they're two or three minutes past when stoppage time was supposed to end, and then he goes and has a casual. Totally fair celebration with his team's supporters on the field. And Mike Dean gives him a second yellow for it, which was totally unwarranted. And I ended up losing seven fantasy points. And, uh, you know, that that's really the only reason I lost to Kenny this week. And and, and Mike Dean, total wanker of the week for, for screwing over my guy, Raheem Sterling, and getting him out for next week's match as well, despite it being a totally legitimate goal. Uh, I mean, I'm I, I'm with you on a little bit of that. I'm also not with you. Um, 
My wanker of the week may be Blake because now I have to drink this fucking... We've ran out of PBR at this point, and I am drinking White Claw, White Claw Hard Seltzer Natural Lime Low Carb Spiked Sparkling Water. Um, it's actually not that bad, to be honest. But... Uh, I do, do I get a chance to redeem myself from this? Uh, yeah, because we honestly know who the wanker of the week is. But... I also just brought up a funny meme. Um, it's like one of those ones. I don't know which one this one is called, but it's like where the um, the it's person the Kermit the Frog Kermit the Frog one. Yeah. Where it's like he's talking to his inner self, and it's Mike Dean says, "Don't make yourself the center of attention for another game again." Inner Mike Dean, make this game all about you. Uh, see, that's and what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, the fucking internet is a brilliant. Fucking that's place. why everybody needs to be on Twitter. But but I I wouldn't say Raheem's. Second yellow was actually it was, it was a fair celebration. No, but he's inciting. I get that point. I get it. But yeah, you're right. It is all about Mike Dean because Mike Dean is a just total wanker. Um, it Kenny, is, I know you'll agree with me about uh, this. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny hates Mike Dean Kenny probably more than anybody we know. But um, I, I do agree. He, he's got to be the wanker of the week. But you got to also say fucking Raheem Sterling is a fucking dumbass. Uh, I get it. You're in the heat of the moment, but you. You gotta kind of know what's going on. That was a team celebration. He oh my god! Stands. He went into the crowd. And no, you, you the know. crowd was on the field. He went into to to ah, uh, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. But yeah, we all ultimately agree that Mike Dean is the wanker of the week. Mike Dean would rather he would rather get demoted to the championship. And gloriously, say, gloriously, <laughs> with newspaper said, headlines. People just said, "Man, then just Mike be Dean. an, then just be a mid-table Premier oh, League referee." God. Mike Dean, I, you know, we'll do this wanker of the week on a on a regular basis, and uh, well, we're gonna probably say Mike Dean will probably. Oh, that is a good fucking pine bet. How many times in the course of now until uh, May in the thirty-eight week? Premier League season, so we're in. We're three in, so there's 35 week uh, match weeks left. How many of those weeks does Mike Dean take over as wanker of the week? I'm setting the over and under at 34. You think 34? <laughs> oh shit! No, um, I'm kidding. No, right. like honestly, honestly, actually, we would love to hear your your thoughts on that. How many times? Do you think Mike Dean will be our wanker of the week in the Premier League season? So you got 35 weeks left. What's your over-unders? What's what's your bets? You don't win anything because we're all kind of broke. So, But you will receive a congratulations, a shout-out on the pod. Uh, we're going to do a Mike Dean counter. We're going to start it from the beginning of the season. He is one wanker of the week out of the 38-match season. So you got 35 weeks left. He is at one right now. How far will it go? What is the Mike Dean wanker of the week counter? Uh, but, yeah, let us know your thoughts, and uh, it'll be interesting. Do you have an idea, Blake? I'm done. Over under, 34. 34. Uh, I say 26 weeks. All right. All right. <laughs> Slightly less than 10 pints of the talk show, even though I thought it should be called the podcast. Is, the talk uh, show is way better than fucking podcast. All right. We're, we're that's out, another day. We're, <laughs> we're, we're out of here for now, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. All right.
Skipper has just been sent off.